Welcome to episode 19 of the Turn Right Podcast. I'm Caitlin, your host. In today's episode, I'm going to discuss five reasons why I might stop reading your novel. Now, these are, of course, subjective reasons. Everyone likes to read different styles of books, and that is okay. But I have found that I like to kind of survey my family and friends and ask them what makes them stop reading a story because I want to engage my readers and I don't want to bore them. I want them to enjoy my stories. I don't want them to be confused. Um, So I hope that by getting a take on my personal perspective, this can be helpful to you. I might stop reading a story if the point of view is just not deep enough. Now, not having a deep point of view can lead to a whole array of problems within your story, the most simplistic being the reader finds it hard to connect with the character. When we aren't deep inside the character's heads, we just don't empathize with them enough and that could cause us to stop reading the story no matter how juicy the conflict is. A story that I started reading was Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste NG. Now that book was incredibly hyped up but I found myself actually abandoning it midway through, and that's because I didn't really connect with any of the characters. I didn't care actually what happened to them, and I think that's because she switched perspectives so much. There were so many different characters, and we didn't really spend enough time with each character, so I didn't really care what was going on in their lives. I think it's really tricky to write from multiple vantage points, and I would recommend new authors to always start out just writing from one vantage point. I think it's a lot easier to get a grasp on your story from telling it from one perspective. It definitely solves the problem of having a point of view that's not deep enough. First person point of view will always be the deepest and most immediate. Number two, I might stop reading your story if there's too much exposition. And what I mean by that is there's too much description of settings, of characters, of events, and we are not really in the action. I started reading The Nest, which was a New York Times bestseller, and I really liked the prologue, but when I got into the story, I found myself very bored because there was so much exposition on the characters' backgrounds and what happened to them and their relationships and their family dynamics, and I just didn't care because it was kind of the opposite of the first thing. There wasn't enough conflict and fluidity to the novel. There was just all of this description, which also made me feel very far back from the story. I know that this is a problem for me. Writing in sci-fi, you want to give the reader these elements of the world so that they understand it. And also because you, of course, the writer, are pretty fascinated by it. and Like, you came up with this idea and you want to tell people about it. But it can be very boring and other people are not going to be as interested in it as you. And that really goes with any subject. Um, So this is kind of where you need to take a step back, take some time off from your writing and ask yourself, are these details really necessary? Are they really driving the plot forward or revealing character? And don't forget that duration of a story doesn't necessarily equate with having too much exposition. I can think of The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt, and that is a fantastic book. It's almost 800 pages, but it's not bogged down in exposition. Donna Tartt actually writes very succinct scenes that get to the heart of the conflict and the character. Um, And even though the story is so long, actual scenes are very short and she does not bore you with too much exposition. Number three, I might stop reading your story if it is too graphic, violent, 
or not really what I signed up for. Um, I can't think of a really specific example, but I know I've been kind of grossed out by some author's description. Um, sometimes when you read a story, there's just too much foul language. I don't want to see the F word in like every chapter or whenever it's really not needed. And I also don't want to see these like overly um, vivid sex scenes in you know, just like a chiclet book or even a YAF story, I think that that's kind of out of place. And it could cause me to be like, mm, I don't know if I'm really vibing with this. I've also experienced this um, with stories that are marketed more as like thrillers or mysteries. And they turn out to be like very graphic horror novels with like these graphic murders and... <laughs> That's just something that I'm not like super interested in reading. So again, it's a personal preference, but I think it's important to always market your book as what it truly is. And if a story is graphic, it should be alluded to, I think, you know, in the description that the story is kind of graphic. Again, there's a market for everything. So that's just my thought. Number four, I might stop reading your story if the theme is too small. Now, there was a time in my life where I really liked um, beach reads, fast-paced novels that didn't mean a whole lot. And, you know, sometimes you do just want a novel that's a very quick read that you can read in a weekend on a beach trip or whatever. With my limited time as an adult that I have for reading, I kind of want something more intellectually satisfying from my stories. And the way you get a story that's intellectually satisfying and engaging is by having a big theme. So don't be small, shoot for the stars, and give me a great theme that's wrapped around every character and element of the story. Number five, I might stop reading your story if I've seen it a million times before and can predict what's going to happen early on in the story. Now, Nicholas Sparks, he obviously has sold a hell of a lot more books than me. Um, but I really enjoyed some of his novels that I read at first, like The Notebook, The Last Song, Dear John. Um, you know, they're just feel-good romances that make you think about life. However, all of his following stories just kind of followed the same formula as those first few books. Southern romances, the odds seemed impossible, illnesses, different things like that that the characters struggled with, and then a happy ending. It seemed like it was the same plot that was generated by a template, but with different names of characters and places. So, no shade to Nicholas Sparks. I think he's a really talented, smart guy who knows his audience. But me personally, I want to be surprised by the story, and I want to see some originality to the story. And a way you can bring originality to your story is by knowing the characters and also by putting a little hint of yourself in the story. Of course, not too much because... Then the story gets weird or very narrow-minded and not objective, but if you can throw in some specifics about yourself, such as what Taylor Swift and Bruce Springsteen do in their songs, it can really work out for you. Just don't call out the guy's name like she did in Teardrops on My Guitar. Those are five reasons why I might stop reading your novel. Hopefully that can give you a good perspective on some things not to do and why other people may lose interest in your stories. Let me know your thoughts by sounding off on this podcast and writing me a review. As always, keep reading, keep writing, and keep querying. I will talk to you guys on our next road trip.